Well, it's great to see everybody. Um, we're excited for the week. It feels like it's been a long time since we played a game. Um, you know, you play three games in three days with a lot of new guys. I, I, I thought we got better, although there was a lot of ugliness in there, uh, in particular the last uh, game and a quarter or so. So uh, we're excited to play BYU. Obviously, they've gotten off to a great start. Um, they've already played five games as well. So um, two very different teams than what we saw last year. Uh, you know, they got a lot of new guys, um, you know, in particular grad transfers and junior college transfers. And we got a lot of new guys um, that are playing. So uh, definitely it'll have a different feel than it's had the last two years. But I know our guys are excited to compete. We're excited for our home opener. Um, it's always great to play at home in the spectrum. So um, we've certainly have had some time to tighten some things up, and we've had plenty to tighten up um, on both sides of the ball. And so hopefully that'll um, hopefully we'll be able to do some things a lot better than we did last week. Although I thought we really responded in a great way against Northern Iowa. I thought our energy was really really good. Uh, I thought our communication was fantastic. I thought we defended at a very, very high level and then really found our rhythm finally in that second half um, where we shot what I think over over 55%, I believe, in the second half. And so hopefully we can continue that momentum forward until um, Saturday's game. Well, Coach, Kyle kind of brought it up, but how, how are you feeling? How's, how's things going for you now? It's a little different. Yeah, but – I feel fantastic. I feel great. Uh, you know, it's always a, um, you know, it's been eight, nine months or whatever since Corona that we've known in America and it's affected so many families in so many different ways. And, um, you know, I feel very fortunate knock on wood as of today, I feel, I feel dynamite. I mean, um, I mean, I feel like I'm asymptomatic. I, I, I feel, I, I feel great. I have high energy and, and, and feel really good. I, you know, I was obviously when um, we tested positive, um, it was a bit of a shocker. Uh, I, I've, just, I've, I've been in self quarantine essentially for, I don't know, a month now. Um, you know, obviously I have four kids and a wife, and there's a lot going on. And, you know, I haven't eaten out at a restaurant, haven't been to a public place, haven't even went through a drive through, uh, wear a mask, wash my hands religiously been away from my family, essentially living right where you can see in the background in our basement. And um, so I was very surprised and then went and got tested again right away and uh, tested positive twice. So then you, you know, so because um, that's the first thought you go through your mind is maybe it was a false positive. Right. You know, um, but when it happens twice, you probably got it and um, just been hunkered up like I have been for three or four weeks in, in, in the basement. So I feel very fortunate to feel good. Hopefully, like I said, hopefully that continues. Hopefully it doesn't, you know, spread to anybody else. And, um, and you just got to deal with what you have. It's, all, it's, a, it's a difficult time for everybody. I mean, we're doing Zoom calls instead of meeting in person. And um, so many people have been affected in so many different ways and Personally, I just feel very fortunate this way, and hopefully everybody stays safe out there. Having this week, to, what have you worked on the most, do you think, since your last game? I, I know you faced another three-point shooting team. I know I kind of asked you a little bit about that 
in South Dakota. It seemed like that's what you meet. You face a lot of three point shooting teams, and maybe that's going to be the, the trend now. But it seems like that's what BYU did. Yeah, well, they're they're an excellent three point shooting team that stands out. The pace they play with, they want their transition game, and they let it fly. And um, you know, I've, uh, it's kind of what they do. They've always done that, right? Whether when I was an assistant at Colorado State, and they had Jimmer and Tavanari and Lee Kamard and so on and so forth. And we used to always say they're like the Lakers of the eighties. And I've used that reference to you guys in the past. And we definitely got our three point defense. It feels like everybody shoots it well against us right now. You know, VCU has had a great start to the season. They're not a great three point shooting team. They start the game, I think five for five from the three. And, uh, uh, and then we tightened it up and then South Dakota state went nuts on us and Northern Iowa. I thought we did a great job with their shooters but then their centers go five for five in the first half. And that's not exactly what they're known for, but we really self-corrected that I thought, um, but we got to do a better job. And it's, it's not like it's necessarily one way. You know what I mean? Like teams have gotten them in transition. Teams have gotten them um, off of kickouts. Teams have gotten them off of us being in the wrong position and giving up some same side threes uh, because we're over helping. So there's a lot of different ways teams have gotten it with us double teaming the post at times, and we don't get to the double the way we need to, or a help side is over helping and not moving on airtime. So, uh, but at the end of the day, we got to do a better job with our positioning, getting into the ball, bothering the ball. That's an area we've really tried to work on, do a better job of carrying a hand, you know, having a stick hand. Um, so, there's a lot of different things with that, uh, but certainly positioning and getting into the ball and bothering the ball um, has been a huge emphasis. And as is transition defense, I, you know, we did a really good job with that against Northern Iowa, did a pretty good job against VCU. It was our turnovers against VCU that led to direct points. And so the other thing with transition defense is when you take some bad shots, it's harder to get back because everyone's like, whoa, I can't believe you just shot that shot. Whereas when you take good shots, it's more natural to flow back, to get to your spots and to make that happen. And, you know, transition defense, one of the hardest things to teach. And uh, it, it's compounded when you take bad shots. And we haven't always been great at taking good shots. Although I thought the Northern Iowa day game, we were way more sound in that area. Thanks, Coach. Hey, Coach, Andre Salveson here. Uh, first and foremost, glad to hear you're doing all right. Uh, secondly, it was a win-win. Patriots won and the Vikings won. It always has to come with the so. Patriots. First comments, doesn't it? Just has to go. I'm, I'm complimenting you. <laughs> first they won. Can... <laughs> uh, Coach, uh, first question, I guess it's a two-part question. Who's going to be roaming the sidelines in your place for this game? And how have you been able to participate in practice? Is someone Zooming it for you or FaceTiming? Or how is that working that you're able to communicate with the team and the coaches? Yeah, yesterday we, uh, we were off Wednesday. Yesterday we did it with a Zoom call, or I don't want to say Zoom, but um, I, I suck with tech. I, I don't know if it was a Zoom call or <laughs> they recorded it and somehow it came to my computer and, you know, I was able to watch it on, the, on, on my television. And so you're watching and you're participating to some extent, but it's just different, you know, and it's a fine line of, I don't want to say too involved, but you know, the bottom line is I won't be there for the next two games. And, and so Eric Peterson is going to be 
in charge, so to speak. Austin Hansen has the scout for BYU, just like he has the last two years. And, um, you know, we have a fantastic staff. I've always said, and I know we said this in the press release, but this is my 10th year being a head coach. And whether I was at Mayville State or South Dakota or Utah State, we've always said, you know, you never know what the future holds. And whether I'm here or not, like this program can't miss a beat. And it's always been led by the players. And so the way we operate, the way we do things shouldn't change just because I'm, I'm, I'm not here. And I know it's like maybe that's a little bit coaches speak, but that's the facts. And that's what we've talked about this countless times. You know, in our program, it's shared, um, shared ownership, shared suffering, and in the end, shared glory. And I think we've been able to prove that over the course of time and, um, and nothing changes. We move full steam ahead. Our guys are in great hands with the staff that we have, the continuity in our program. And those guys are very smart uh, basketball minds. Thanks coach. Appreciate it. Hey coach Ryan Miller from KSL.com. Um, I'm curious when exactly is your quarantine over and you can actually rejoin the team. And I don't know how much you can get into this, but did anyone else get affected? Um, nobody else got affected. Um, um, I got to think about that for a second. <laughs> uh, I believe I'll be back the middle of next week. And so I can't remember if it's Wednesday or Thursday, but, and again, this isn't a hundred percent. I'm not the athletic train. I'm not the, but I'm pretty sure it'll be the middle of next week. And I'm pretty sure, obviously I know I'll miss the BYU game and I'm pretty sure I'll miss the game on Tuesday as well that we just, just got finalized. Coach, how difficult is it going to be, Alex Fehar with the Salt Lake Tribune, how difficult is it going to be for you not to be on the sidelines and for you to restrain, like, sending text messages with, with you know, plays or analysis from home to your assistant coaches um, while you watch the game from home? Well, you put a lot of time and energy into things, and, you know, when you're passionate about what you do and it's something you love to do, you know, that's hard. Obviously, you, you have an offseason like we had and you finally get to you put all that time in with practice. And, you know, especially when you have a young team, you know, and you, you just you, you, you don't want to miss a beat. But we've all known this could be reality this year. You, you, you know, that's why I was in self essentially a self quarantine, because I didn't want to have to miss a thing, you know, for a lot of reasons. And so you you miss out on, you know, I haven't been going to my daughter's basketball games, you know, I went to one, I think in early or mid September and I sat outside and watched it in the hallway and even go in the gym. So you, you miss out on some things with your family and maybe, maybe some gatherings that other people that are your friends, Hey, come on over for that. No, I, I can't do that. You know? And like I said earlier, regardless of what you think, like I had to, you try to take yourself out of that equation the best that you can because you want to be there for the guys. So but at the end of the this isn't about me. This is about our guys being the best that they can be. Keep on improving. I think this team's going to get better and better every day out, every game out. I know they're super excited to be playing BYU and, and be playing them at home. It, this game means a lot. You know, we've lost eight straight times to these guys. Um, uh, from the day I got hired, the, you know, uh, people bring up the rivalry. And I've always said it, it, it's hard to be a rivalry if, if one part of the rivalry isn't doing their part. And honestly, we haven't, 
we haven't been keeping our end of the rivalry going in this thing, losing eight straight. And we got to, uh, we got to find, we had a heck of a game last year in the, um, in Vivint arena came down to the last minute, a lot of ups and downs. And so we got to find a way to come out and play great basketball against a very good team. And, um, hopefully we'll find a way to win the game. Coach Al Lewis here. Um, I got, uh, you have to ask you about Kata against Harms. I mean, Harms is a big name in college basketball, obviously, and you've got a great center. What about that matchup in this game? I mean, I know it's more than just those two against each other, but what about that? Yeah, it's a, uh, you know, it's going to be a great battle. Obviously Harms uh, played at Purdue and was very, very, a very good player there and had a lot of opportunities as a grad transfer to go different places. And, you know, he's a little legitimate seven, th three runs. Well, very skilled. Um, I don't know this for sure, but watching their games, it sounded like he had an ankle injury and missed the first two games. And then he played limited minutes against um, Utah Valley and, and certainly, you know, had some time in their last two games. So he's very skilled, can do a lot of different things, certainly provides um, rim protection for them with his length and mobility. And then obviously Keita, uh, I feel like has played very well for us. Definitely um, looks different than he has the first two years. He has to be a force for us on both ends of the floor. Uh, you know, the other day, got to the line 11 times, made nine free throws, um, been right around that double-double mark uh, each game, played a few less minutes the one game just because um, it was kind of out of hand and you play three games in three days. But he's been a force for us. He's been a great upperclassman for us. He showed up to play every night. He's playing with great energy and great force, and that's going to be a, a heck of a battle between two very good players. Then the other thing I got to ask you uh, is about Fawns starting to help you more because it was not really three games in South Dakota that Alfonso really helped you. And you know, he's got to be a guy who really will help you this year. Well, we need more production out of Fonz, and he's been in a little bit of a funk. Um, you know, sometimes we, and it's, you know, and I, it's not just Fonz. I, I would say those first two games, we had some returners, you know, our returners need to play like veterans and, as a whole, and there were moments, but we lacked some consistency and a lot of breakdowns uh, on both ends of the floor, but in particular defensively um, with our upperclassmen. And you can go right down the line, whether it's Fonz or Justin Bean or uh, Brock Miller or Sean Barstow. And, you know, Marco has lacked some playing time, obviously, until the last three games. He is still an upperclassman and he had some breakdowns, but I thought he kind of settled in um, that last game, especially, uh, as did our whole team. And so, um, you know, I think a lot of times when you're struggling, it's easy to try to do everything at one time instead of you just got to really simplify the game and keep the game is hard enough. And, and when you start thinking of all these different things you got to get better at, I think it's important just to say, you know what? There's a guy open. Let's just pass to the open guy. And then I'll go screen away. Or, you know what? Maybe I got to do a better job on the, on the glass, you know, and not try to worry about X, Y, or Z. And uh, maybe I got to do a better job of communicating a switch out. Uh, maybe I got to do a better job just guarding the ball. And when everything becomes important, then nothing becomes important, and it's hard to hang your hat on you know, what we need to do. And so uh, we need more production out of funds. We need more production out of 
all of our guys at the same time. We've got a lot of new guys, and you're trying to find your place in your in the offense and trying to find what your role is. And sometimes that takes longer than than you want it to be. Coach, you mentioned earlier um, three-point defense. Um, BYU is a very good three-point shooting team. Um, how do you sort of account for that, and, and, and what kinds of things you, would you like your team to do in order to possibly – you can't take it away, but can you limit their three-point shooting? Well, I mean, first of all, look, 46% of their shots are from the three, so we know they want to – and they do a good job on the offensive boards um, – but for us, you know, certainly some of it is tightening up what we do defensively. But I think as a whole, a lot more urgency in what we do. Uh, sometimes it's scheme. And I'm not, you know, some of this is scheme. And some of this is, you know, figuring out who can guard who for us. And, and having that level of urgency to do that. And the perfect example is the first game, you know, Marco Anthony was on their best score, number five, I know his nickname is Bones. I don't remember his name. But he hits two or three threes in the first six minutes because Marco just doesn't have the urgency and we're out of position. But you know what? Two games later, he got a lot better. And he made A.J. Green earn everything. And that guy's a prolific, high-level player. So we know he can do it. And he was able to look in the mirror and self-correct and be better. And – um but I think a lot of it's urgency. Certainly a lot of it, you know, is technique, but in terms of closing out, getting into the ball, carrying a hand, making sure those guys are feeling us. Um, uh, I'm not sure we did that consistently with some of those threes. But then, but then it's more urgency in transition defense. It's more urgency on baseline drive, baseline drift. I think South Dakota State hit two or three on that. Um, so we just got to be better with all that stuff and have the urgency to know what we're doing um, as a team, as a team. And so, so some of it's urgency and some of it's scheme, obviously, and I got to do a better job of coaching. Hey, Coach, Raleigh Wolst, uh, Wooster played really well in those three games in South Dakota. But as a young guy, how do you make sure that he doesn't try to take on too much or bear too much of the load for your offense? Well, he needs to. He's too good not to. You know, uh, I've never – it's always a fine line. You got to have realist. You got to have, you get what you tolerate. So we have high expectations, obviously in our program, very high expectations for all of our guys in our program. Um, Raleigh's got poise and composure, poise and composure and um, beyond his, well beyond his years. And so if he needs to play 38 minutes a night, like he did against Northern Iowa, then that's what we'll do because we're interested in playing guys that affect winning. And it doesn't matter how high you jump, how fast you run, how good you look. Uh, it's all about how do you affect winning, whether it's making the extra pass. Raleigh's our best screener on offense. Uh, he's the most consistent screener. He affects winning that way. He's an excellent defensive player. Uh, he plays with great pace. He gets us into our stuff. And so – if we need to play him 40 minutes a night, that's what we'll do. Uh, because guys just aren't going to play just to play. You know, you got to earn that merit. Coach, can Anything you tell us what your plan is for watching the game on Saturday and 
is it just going to be you in that basement alone i guess or i'm definitely alone in the basement my wife doesn't like she doesn't want me around anybody which i mean i haven't really been around anybody anyway um but i did always make my own well not always but if i was hungry for a sandwich i'd go get a sandwich i can't do that it's kind of nice though i need to get a buzzer like just so like Hey, uh, Darius, can I get some Cheetos or <laughs> something? But for the game, um, for the game, I will um, be watching in my basement. Like, I don't have a – I mean, I did ask Kyle yesterday because I didn't know if it was on TV. I was shocked to hear that it's not on, you know, some sort of national network. But I guess that is what it is. Um, so I know it's on tape – I know it's on whatever, whatever it is. But I asked Kyle, is there a tape delay? Because my wife told me, it's like, you know, that thing's delayed. And, um, and Kyle said it's delayed like by a minute or a minute 15 or something like that. So I'll watch it at home and not much and else I can do. That we can watch you watching the game? <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> that. That might not be a good thing. Yeah, that would be tough. <laughs> it would be entertaining, though, I guess. You know what? Smell your Cheetos. See, when I had COVID, the only thing I couldn't do, Coach, was smell. That was the only thing I ever got. So at least you can smell a little bit of food. Oh, I can smell and taste. And I've had my wife made chocolate chip cookies, which was probably a mistake. I've eaten way too many of those in the last couple of days. Have you ever missed a game as a head coach? No. Nope. I've never missed a game as a head coach. I've missed a couple games. You know, I've been doing this 25 years. This is year 10. As a head coach, I've missed a couple games as an assistant, just being gone recruiting. And I guess I missed one when my daughter was born um, at Fresno State when I was at Colorado State. So, you know, that's why, you, you know, it's not lip service when you say you surround yourself with great people and, and great things happen. And, and like I said, we have a great coaching staff and, and we've had great continuity, you know, as a coaching staff. And. When you look at Eric and Austin, we've worked. This is our this is year seven together, and that's I think a big thing that um, maybe gets overlooked by a lot of people. Continuity in a coaching staff makes a huge, huge difference in terms of philosophy. And when you truly are, I know culture maybe gets o overused a little bit, but understanding what we do and how we do it and the way we go about things and um, you know, they'll do a fantastic job. I know I was asked right away, well, do we want to play? And it's like, of course we want to play. Like, let's roll. These are the types of games that your guys dream of playing in. And um, they always look back on these types of games. So we're just, we feel very fortunate that we're able to play. All right. Anything else for coach? Yeah. One more question um, from me. Um, I know it's only been, I think it's three games, but I'm, I'm just curious your early assessment of, of Kata and Bean as kind of veteran leaders of the team. Um, I know that they, they kind of wanted to have to step into those roles this year, especially after Sam and Abel left and all that stuff. So what is your assessment of, of those roles for those guys right now? Up until this point, I feel like they've done a good job. Um, I feel both of them have had great attitudes. Um, um, they're not afraid to say what they need to say. Um, they show up ready to compete. You know, they both um, have played very, very hard. 
and and have been dependable in practice every day. Like we know exactly what we're going to get out of them in a positive way. And there have been little unknowns. I think those guys have been very, very consistent. I thought, you know, it's a new thing for all those guys, you know. Um, I thought Justin really got – well, I, I thought Nimi played very well or played well all three games. Certainly you could say he get, get, needs to get a little bit better at this or a little bit better at that. Um, he missed a couple chip shots right around the basket, you know, the last, what, eight minutes of the – eight, nine minutes of the VCU game. You know, missed a dunk, missed a, like kind of a little left reverse layup that he nor- or right reverse layup that he normally makes. And that kind of hurt us when we were in a bit of a funk there, the last 18 possessions of that game. And then I thought Justin really got back to playing the way he plays. You know, gets the double-double again. Had four offense rebounds against Northern Iowa that were huge plays for us in that game and really momentum-changing plays. And he got out just defending hard and doing what he does. You know, he's 0 for 5 from the 3 on the year, but he has worked so hard on that shot. I feel like when he shoots, that thing is going down. I'm very confident in that. It just hasn't developed yet, or he just hasn't made one yet, and that'll come. I feel very, very confident with him shooting those shots. So, But with their leadership, I thought they've done a good job with it. But, you know, there's a lot on their plate that way with our guys. But – we're going to keep galvanizing and keep getting better. And I'm really excited about this team where we can go. Um, regardless of what happens tomorrow, I'm really excited about the trajectory and what we can do. We've played three very good teams so far this year. And so the win-loss record isn't exactly where we want it, obviously. Um, but I know we're going to get there.